Hi, my name is Mary Kane, host of the Pivot Podcast, where we share defining moments that led us to pivot and ultimately redirected our hearts and lives towards the purposes and plans of God. When we look back on our lives, we can see so many purposeful moments that have been orchestrated by God. Moments that lead to his plans for us. And that, my friend, is the very essence of God moments. These moments are snapshots in time, instances, circumstances, opportunities, trials, and revelations that have the potential to chart the course for everything that precedes it. They're transformative in nature and are bigger than the individuals to whom it's been entrusted. They require our intention in order to reveal God's intentionality, and they work together for his glory and our highest good. God moments are essential to everyone's life journey. We all experience them. Too often we miss misinterpret, or even underestimate them, which plunges us into a cycle of frustration and fruitlessness. But they are there, and they have your name on them. All defining moments have defining characteristics. This is from Cheryl Brady's new book, Don't Miss the Moment. I'm sure we have all experienced defining moments in our lives, moments that literally propelled us into our destiny. If you haven't had a defining moment in your life yet, or maybe if you missed that moment, maybe you didn't quite understand or discern the moment that you were in, I want you to know that we have a God that is able to not only redeem the time, but he's even able to make missed opportunities and missed moments work together for our good. And I want to help you through the Pivot Podcast understand those God moments. Understand when you're in it. Sense the leading of his spirit. Know when you are when you are in the place where it's time to pivot. And so we're going to talk about that. That's going to be a constant on this podcast. But I'm also going to bring in guests who have, who have shared their stories. And they're going to, and through their stories, we're going to be able to glean the God moments that existed within their lives that helped them pivot to their destiny. Enjoy the show. So today I have with me on the Pivot Podcast, Parrish Goggins. I know Parrish from Live Oak Church because he helps and volunteers in the children's ministry as well as serves in other various aspects of ministry as well. He is currently pursuing two master's degrees and he has his own business. I'm going to stop here so that you can get a chance to know him for yourself. Enjoy the podcast. Parrish, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, who are you? I'm, I'm just a servant. 
Parish Goggins is just a man who's, who's, who's looking to help others. I, I just love people. I love helping people um, from Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> but who I am really, it, it goes into family and community. Those are my two basic things. That's what I love absolutely 100%. That's what I, I focus on. And, and family is, is, is spiritual as well. So it, it's all in one, it's all encompassing. So. Um, my beautiful wife, Haley, my kids, uh, I, and, and anybody else's kids, and <laughs> anybody else, period. I just love uh, the ability to, to network, to communicate, to, to just grow relationships, like as we're called to do. So, so who I am is based on all of those opportunities. So I, I believe that it's the experience that makes the man. So awesome. I experience much so that I may be able to help many. So, awesome. Good. Yeah, my daughter. Okay, so my daughter loves Mr. Parrish. <laughs> she actually wanted to get you um, for Christmas uh, a cowboy, cowboy, no, some uh, flip flops because Mr. <laughs> Mr. Parrish works. Um, he work, He volunteers in the children's ministry at Live Oak Church in Hinesville, Georgia, with uh, um, alongside his wife, Haley and Miss um, Mandy. And they do such an awesome job. And my daughter loves them being there. And so much that she told me a story about how you were chasing the kids and your flip-flop broke. And so she was like, no, Ma, we can't just get a get the regular flip-flop. We have to get him the kind that I saw. And so I was like, oh, okay. But he really does when when he's when I when he says that he really does have a heart for service. I mean, this parish does everything I thought I did a lot before I had another baby but he does everything and he's in everything and so he truly does have a heart for service um for serving others where do you where do you feel like you're most called to youth the youth because I believe that if you, if you direct in the path of the youth then you direct the path of the future that's so awesome positively alter that their their mental state and allow them to actually walk in their purpose and we're looking at a much better future that we obviously need. So. Right, right. Okay, so a little bit about Parish that I didn't know that I found out on social media is that you used to coach, unless you still do. I still do. Okay. I actually have my own business that I just started here in Hinesville. Awesome. So you used, okay, so you still coach and you used to run track and field. Uh-huh. Three okay, times so tell, tell me about that. Oh, track, track has been my life. Uh, sports period. I love playing sports. I'm not too big on watching and, and following, but to engage and to, to participate always been the number one thing for me. Um, but track has always held my heart. Uh, I was a, a, I'm a junior Olympic uh, gold medalist, a regional awesome. champion and division one champion at the University of South Carolina Upstate, my alma mater. Anyway, <laughs> I love Upstate. <laughs> um, so coaching, mentoring, it, it all, it was all encompassing. It all came to play. And that's why I was constantly in leadership roles, able to help and, and, and project others. I actually coached a guy to beat me one time at, at a, at a track event, wow. which was fine because I came back and won where it really mattered, <laughs> but, but that's just, you know, insight on who I am. Uh, so then I got into cheerleading because I was like, hey, what haven't I tried? So I got into cheerleading my senior year of high school, 2007, and that was it. 
Uh, I fell in wow. love with that. It was challenging. I played all kinds of sports, football, softball, well, not softball, baseball, soccer, all other stuff. And I came to cheerleading. I was like, man, this is challenging. It's fun. I'm able to do all kinds of extra crazy stuff. So I got into right. tumbling. I learned better ways to coaching. I got uh, to stunts. I worked with University of Cheerleading Association. Um, and then from there, I just continued. I maintained. I, I started teaching gymnastics, coaching, learning different kinds of ways to, to to move the body, to progress the body, because uh, physical fitness has always been a, a big part of my life as well, awesome. and it continues to be. And so, yeah, track, track is track is my uh, has my heart, and so does cheerleading and tumbling and gymnastics. And so now you have a coaching business, or tell yes. me about your business that you. Yes, it's uh, Ferro's Throne Athletics. All right, it's Kingdom kingdom driven okay. all right so i use the hashtag kingdom great because it's it's kingdom focused right so because that's that's where i'm at right so right. so the idea is to 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 use athleticism as a basis to to create a discipline right god wants our discipline he wants our discipline he wants us to 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 follow him he wants us to follow his word right so i, I like to to use that as, in my coaching so with the basis of discipline building a, a technical building a technical strength right because if you have your technique down everything comes easy mm -hmm. oftentimes we forget that those basics those little things make a huge difference we're often going after the the big things like hey i've never done this before but this is what i want to accomplish and that's fantastic you want to accomplish that but guess what if you accomplish this you can accomplish this plus more and that's where god wants us to be right and oftentimes we lose that, we lose sight of that. And that's what gets us unmotivated and causes us to fall off. That's why people have those New Year's resolution of going to the gym and they go in strong and it's great. Right. It's fantastic for that first two, three days. And then their body is just rejecting it. So now they're not motivated. Their, their bodies, they're not having the energy necessary to continue. And now they're falling off. Mm -hmm. But if you step in to where you are to be able to grow, call those milestones, right? If you follow those small milestones, they in, they equal large goal accomplishments. And so that's that's my focus and that's what we do. So um, track, my, my focus is speed, agility, and um, explosion and jumps. Okay. And I teach uh, cheerleading, jumps, tumbling, as well as gymnastics, tumbling, and, and Haley does the 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 babies she does the baby part of gymnastics <laughs> she My loves the, the baby so we have it uh, all the way from five all the way up to collegiate um we are able to coach it teach it and so we, we got to start it back in october and we're just trying to continue to grow awesome it. see look at there Deborah, hello okay exactly. where y'all where, where y'all and and eliza eliza is moving man like she is <laughs> she was trying to walk before she crawled and I'm like girl so now she's crawling but she's like already trying to stand and and of course she's her body's not strong enough to hold herself up but man if it was she'll be oh, she ready, <laughs> she'll be ready. <laughs> so no that's awesome okay how yeah. did you and Haley meet we actually met at a gym that I worked at uh okay it was I call it divine intervention right so another part of my life I was married before and it was during a huge transitional period. I mean, huge transitional period out of the marriage, out of everything, um, with the army, with everything. Every yeah. aspect of my life was transitioning when I met Amy. 
The craziest thing is that we've been working at the same place for two years and never saw each other until mm. this moment. That's what I said, right? So <laughs> we, we never saw each other, never met. I never even heard of her before this period in my life and time. And so it was working at an extreme uh, cheer and tumbling and, and um, clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would work at, they had another uh, site in Temple in, in, in Texas. And during this, this transitional period, I went back to clean and met Haley. She met me, she met my kids at that time. And it was during that, that time I needed a nanny, right? So I wasn't looking, I wasn't looking for anybody. I was good where I was. I was just going to be, you know, whatever God right. take me. Okay. I'm good. I'm just going to serve you. <laughs> I don't need nothing else. Right. I just need my kids taken care of while I'm at work. That's all. Yeah. And so it started with, with, I needed a nanny and I was talking to, to some, one of the other girls and they introduced me to her and I was like, Whoa, who are you? And then from there, that was it. That was, it was history. Awesome. <laughs> awesome and 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 she obviously had the background the same background like in the sports and stuff as no. you oh okay no, not really she did gymnastics but she had some 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 uh medical issues that that prevented her from actually you know participating as much at least as much as I was but she definitely still had a heart for for the youth for for kids oh, she loves kids um, okay she always had a heart for it and so she she found that that was a way to step in right because ultimately she wants to help them mentally um That's good. and you can do that as a coach right yeah because there's no I don't know who beyond your coach you don't really trust too many people as much as your coach you, right. you have to put all kinds of faith and trust in your coach and what they tell you and how they're developing That's right you. and it's it's one of them it's really a, truly an honorable truly an honor to be able to coach and to be able to actually experience the growth and, and watch the growth of someone else and awesome. so she actually so she was walking in that in that realm um outside of the the participation realm she was able to yeah I remember she um she mentioning that she is now working she loves she put it on social media that she loves children <laughs> Like she will go hard for them. I think she, is it kind of like social work, maybe? Yeah, some similar. Um, similar social work. Okay, so that's awesome. So y'all are now y'all have a business together. Um, do y'all have a building? Where are y'all doing? Where we do not have a building, but uh, we go to the the recreational track down here in Hinesville, and we also have equipment here. I actually built my own uh, plyometric box. It's three uh, three three sided box box or yeah whatever, three height box so it's 20 inches 24 inches and 30 inches that way you can do all kinds of different things we have uh we have equipment we have mats cool and, but ultimately I, it's about knowing how to actually develop those people without having That's, to have all of that extra you're stuff. right you don't look you don't need a building to 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 do what you got to do to, to teach the youth and to show them that's that's awesome all right cool I, I, I had to ask those questions so I could be ready to tell Deborah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right so with all that going on you you started out sports is your thing um collegiate right collegiate mm-hmm. sports yes, and yes. met Haley um got a business now where where do you see yourself going with all of this? What what else do you see yourself doing, or how how else do you see yourself impacting others? Oh, that that is a 
such a rich question because of the amount of things that I am working toward right now. I am in two master's programs right now. Well, so my brain kind of shuts down sometimes, but I'm still working um, <laughs> uh, because I am actually working on becoming an army chaplain. So um, I'm in theology. I'm working on my divinity. I'm learning more. I'm getting uh, delving deeper into the Bible and what, what God's path for us and where we have us to go. Because since I got into the army, I've been taking care of soldiers. I love to take care of soldiers because I love to take care of people. This becoming a soldier allowed me to to actually get a, a different uh, mindset because you know you when you're coaching they come to you right mm -hmm. they come to you to teach them something as a soldier they come to you to teach them something but it's a little different so now we have your peers you have your uh, superiors and your subordinates mm -hmm. and now you have this hierarchy that you have to um, focus on but the biggest thing is where are you developing those people that are actually in need and and uh, that ability to do that, that as just a soldier has been phenomenal awesome. now to become a chaplain now i can expand that ability so now i can come to a centralized location and i can actually be able to um, grow grow individually as an, in a community because i am 100% about community, family and community. My two basic cool. things. And to, to actually be a chaplain, I can develop that community of, of positive growth, uh, ministry. I can teach, preach. Um, I believe that it's all encompassing. Teaching, coaching, mentoring, preaching. Yeah. It's, it, it's all one thing. And, and to be able to be a chaplain that have that, that, that role set will better allow me to actually put something in play outside of me just helping people. So now I can start creating things that are, are fundamental for organizations instead of just individuals. Mm -hmm. So now I can expand even better. So that's where I see myself going uh, with that, as well as allowing me the ability to, to teach and preach outside. So now I'm getting that experience to allow me to continue to grow and develop my ability to do what I'm doing. Right. A little better. <laughs> good, good. Um chaplaincy so where do you where did that come from like I, oh. we're talking about defining moments so how how does one go from um what you were doing to chaplaincy <laughs> like that's a big jump <laughs> so, it is and so it's so funny because so often people ask me oh so you're trying to be a chaplain assistant I'm like no I'm trying to be a chaplain and it's <laughs> It's so unorthodox. Their mind yeah. is blown, but knowing who I am, they, it's acceptable, right? right. And, which is, makes me feel real good. Um, but that pivotal moment in my life, I love the word pivotal because it's not a turn, right? When you turn, you go in the opposite direction. When yeah. Pivot, I'm going in my direction, but I am going in a better way, right? So I love that idea. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with all this experience in teaching, coaching, mentoring, I've, I've also, I was an actor. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a pretty decent actor. I like to think. I've I can believe you. that. Um, <laughs> that's actually one of my, my better talents, um, acting. And so when I, when I think God has been projecting me my entire life, he's been preparing me to do exactly that. Uh, often I was 
people would come to me for advice, right? And I would give them advice from something I don't even know about because God's speaking through me. And, yeah. I, and it's it's truly an honor to be able to even do that, to be that vessel for somebody to, to speak with God or hear from God, not speak with God, but hear from God. And it was something I was actually running from mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, while I love to teach, coach, mentor, and preach, I never really wanted to be... I never wanted to hold that title, right? Right. I never wanted to be placed in that in that position, in spite of the things that I could do. So, which is the wrong answer. When God moves you to do something, you follow His word. You do what He tells you to do. Do so you feel like you were running from it because you feel like by having the title, it will hold more responsibility or hold more weight? Was it? just because maybe you've seen other people in that position or in a similar position. And like, why do you, why do you think that wasn't? Cause I was yet a sinner, right? I, I, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yet a sinner. And I felt like I, it was beyond me to, to do something. Right. Wow. But, okay. But God tells us that regardless of if you think you are ready, regardless of if you think you are qualified, if I place you there, you will be. Amen. And as I matured and as I learned more about that, I had no choice. I had to stop running. And so one day uh, I was in the motor pool, which is where we have our, our vehicles and stuff. And, and a superior came up to me randomly. I was like, I, I, I was mind blown, right? He just came up to me. He was like, how many people in your family are preachers? And I said, at the time, I didn't really know. I was like, none. <laughs> and he was like, you're going to be the first one. And I said, what? He said, you're going to be the first one. I said, huh? <laughs> like, I, at, as soon as he said it, it connected. Because wow. I already knew what I was running from. I already knew what I could do. I already knew what God was telling me. And so when he said that to me, random guy, random random word to me it it put it in perspective it it allowed me to actually you know what I need to focus on doing what I've been called to do and Mm -hmm. so since then I've been taking the steps now the crazy thing is when I came into the army I'm enlisted when I came in the army I told them right off the bat I want to be an officer because way back when in 2009 I actually fully qualified to be an officer I just didn't really want to I didn't want a promotion right? Crazy moment. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I fully qualified. I did not commission. I did all kinds of other fun stuff instead. Right. I finished finished my college. I was traveling. I was teaching. I was having a good time. And then 2014, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to start my career. I'm ready to do something. And so that's when I, I enlisted with the intent to be an officer. Did not happen. But since I've been in, my plan was always to transition into becoming an officer. Well, it didn't work out like it was supposed to. Then all of a sudden I got this word and then things started to align. Mm. That alignment thing, right? So when I told you that everything was shifting in my life, when I met Haley, this was one of those things. From there, I started learning more about chaplaincy. I found out that, hey, um, you have a degree. Uh, This is what you want to be an officer. You can also continue to walk the path that God has for you and continue the goals yeah. that you have for you and your family. And 
it started aligning and it started to just click. And I was like, man, I see what you're doing. And so I dove in full force. I was in the middle of my, my master's of business informatics, right? IT management. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to finish it in June. And all this came so fast that I had to go to work. I had to work on developing and I'm still working real hard to get my packet together because I'm about to go to the board next month. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, It was such a challenge because I was, I was overseas. I was in Afghanistan and I was unable to commission again. Right. So all these things that where I tried to go OCS, I've tried to just become an officer was failing. But then all of a sudden, an opportunity to become a chaplain came up and it was succeeding. Wow. Look at there. <laughs> yeah, right. And so that was, that was my pivotal moment. Yes. <laughs> that pool was my pivotal moment and it aligned with everything that was going on in my life and it continues to align and, and it continued to direct me. And I've just been walking the path ever since, every day trying to become a better person. Um, trying to be a better mentor, trying to dig deeper in the word and learn more so that I can be the chaplain that I need to be and the, the person that I need to be to teach outside of the army. So yeah, man, that's awesome. It's like, like you said, it's the moment you said yes, it was like every door that you needed to walk in in order to fulfill that goal was open for you. I love God. I right? love how he does that. It's like, because I mean, as much as we have closed doors, it, it goes to show us, I think Pastor talked about this on Sunday, that um, he, he was just talking, he didn't talk about open doors, but he was talking about um, how God just has unlimited resources yes. for us. And he's just going to yes. keep pouring it on us. But with that comes our obedience. And so when we're walking in obedience to what God has for us, it's like, boom, here you go. What you need? I got it for you. What you need? Provision? Everything that you need to be able to walk in what he's calling to do, that equipping, like you said, God equipping you, him telling you, I'm going to, I will equip you for what I've called you to do. It's already set up. I love Jesus. I love how God does that. That's, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Um, okay. So my next question for you is, cause you're stepping, you are already a leader. You're already leading. You're already serving. Um, tell me about some of the people that you admire, um, when it comes to service leadership, who, who do you look up to? Um, what are some things that they have imparted into your life? That's kind of a hard one, but not at all at the same time. Um, okay. So Dr. Cruel, Dr. Cruel, Gregory Cruel, he's, um, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a guy, right, who believes in mentorship. He came and spoke one day at, um, at an event uh, in the Army. This was way back, long time ago. This is for... Um, I think it was a black history program. I performed, right? And then I got to hear him speak. When I heard him speak, I was like, man, that, that's it, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to, to get a relationship with that guy. I wanted to learn more about who he is so I can learn more about what he does and you know, be better right there. So, so watching him speak um, really made me, it moved me, right? Because he was so motivational. Yeah. He wasn't, yeah. he, it was nothing like, quite like me because I'm I'm here and he was just relaxed 
He was a relaxed guy. He was just speaking. And when he spoke, it was real and it was true. And it was something that just, just moved me regardless of anything else going on mm-hmm. when he was speaking that that mentorship it, it clicked without even being him being my mentor and so uh that that was that's one of the guys uh another one is uh back in my old church back in texas we had a guy who he actually did my wedding um pastor cecil he actually uh ordained my wedding so that was fantastic cool. got to get that but this <laughs> he demonstrated fatherhood to a point where it was something admirable because fatherhood is admirable. Fatherhood is necessary, which is so often overlooked and is so very important, but he demonstrated it. He was a, he was a great, great husband and he had his, his whole family serving. His entire family was serving. And he spoke to me one day because I I, I am a wild guy, right? Um, not crazy wild, but like, I'm just up there because I'm yeah. up there. And so <laughs> um, we, we, we were thinking about adopting, adopting a, uh, a young lady. She was uh, 12 years old and we were at a, a church event and she came and ran into me and I nearly spilled my food. I was like, what was going on? Watch out. And so in my mind, that was easy. That was nothing. I wasn't like, you know, attacking her or anything like that right, like, hey, watch where you're going I, I nearly knocked my food over right because we were in line and everything and she wasn't paying attention and he was like it's okay and I was like yeah I know I wasn't like you know mad or anything but he was like no so you didn't have to you know explode it I, so he thought I exploded I didn't think I did but it's that perception right yeah yeah and, and I can understand that and so recognizing that children have a different ideas about how yeah. you react, especially someone who she ain't really know all of my ins and outs and how I react to things. Right. And so that made perfect sense to me. And so since then, I've been looking at this guy as, a, as just a great a father figure mentor. And so, yeah, yeah Pastor Cecil and <laughs> Dr. Crew have been um, really great um, influences on my life and how I actually do things. And I've I've been more cognizant of how I react and how I respond. And it's just, it really shaped me and mm-hmm. really toured me just from that, those, just from one experience with meeting these guys, one experience, one word said, that was it. it That's it, all it, it takes. That's it. Yeah. Just that one time. I That's didn't have to takes. continue a relationship like you're supposed to. Uh, I didn't have to, right? And that makes a huge difference. And so, so those are, those are two very influential people in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. When you can have that, like you said, that those one-time moments that are very impactful in your life, that sometimes that's all you need, you know, <laughs> like that's like it, it, there's seeds, there's seeds that come into us and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to forget this, you mm-hmm. know, um, John Maxwell says that everything rises and falls on leadership because leadership has to make a difference. If leadership is not making a difference, then it's not, it's not leadership. What is, what is one of your um, favorite quotes when it comes to leadership? My favorite quote is, if serving is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. And I got that from uh, Pastor Coward back uh, a few months ago. 
because it, it means that so it's it's a difference between acting as a leader and serving as a leader because if you're acting as a leader then you're just someone that's doing a job but if you're serving as a leader now you're not just getting the job done you're not just trying to fix this or whatever the case is now you're altering lives so now you're altering organizations so now you're making a big difference in the community in the state you you're changing the world yeah one person at a time so that's, that's good it reminds me of the story of david how you know everybody they were looking for a leader they needed you know the, the king and as much as it they wanted it to be the other brothers you know it was David who was in the field already serving you know he was doing the job whereas the other ones they looked like the title you know <laughs> they looked they like you said the acting part they they looked like um they had the acts of service or they looked like they could portray that but it was David, who was actually in the field doing yeah. what was needed for at the right time when God called him to use those gifts and to use those um, talents and the different skills that he had, that's when he was, when he needed him to use them, he was ready, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that. I love that quote. If service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. Everybody who is listening to this podcast, remember that, remember that. Um, okay, so we're going to get ready to end the podcast. I want you, what I love about your story is the finding moments is, is twofold. The first part are the things that happen to you that shape who you are, but then you also have the finding moments that, that you make happen mm -hmm. for you to become who God has called you to be, you know? And so what I love about your story is you can you can see the progression of the different things from your youth that shaped you into being, being the coach, <laughs> into being the coach, trainer, teacher, mentor. And then, you know, there's like this shift that goes from, okay, I still love this, but I know I'm called to more. And all it took was one person to come into your life and to speak to you and tell you and to confirm. I believe he was only confirming what you already knew um, about where you were to head. And, and you quickly was like, you know what? I'm not like, I'm not going to sit on this. I'm a shoot for it. I'm a go. And every door since then, every door has been open. And I believe that every door is going to continue to open for you in, in that, in that area. So um, to close out, because I have a baby over here <laughs> who wants Ready to be on the walk. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so to close out for this morning, as we're talking about defining moments on the Pivot podcast, I would like to know two things. Um, what would you tell your younger self? And what would you, um, what would you tell somebody who desires to move forward they want to create a defining moment for their life but maybe they feel stuck um what could you tell them or what would you tell them to get them out of that place of of, of just feeling stuck and and not feeling like they can break forward or move move past where they are um to reach their goals or to reach their calling in life my answers came as soon as you asked uh, <laughs> so i would tell my free, earlier self is trust the process 
trust the process. We we tend to try to make things out of things where we're not quite there yet. We we, we, t- we tend to 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 push too hard, and I, I used to do that. Push too hard instead of trusting the process. And if you trust the process, then you're going to get what you're trying to get without getting burned out. Yeah. So trust the process is what I would tell my old, uh, self, my younger self, and. To be unstuck is to be fearless. Fear is a liar. Fear will hold you in that spot. Do not be comfortable. When you're comfortable, you sit. (laughs) Don't be comfortable. Do not allow fear to hold you in that spot because we tend to stay stuck based on the fear of what will happen, what may Mm. happen, what could happen. And if you're obedient to God, you know that you have nothing to fear. You know that if you step on that ledge and you jump, bliss is on the other side. Will Smith said it. He said on the other side of fear is bliss. And I absolutely love that when he said, I got a, I got somebody trying to jump in too. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because it's absolutely 100% true. If you never stood up to walk like your baby wants to do then you're just going to crawl the rest of your life you can do things now that you never thought you could do so when you think about what you came from and what you are able to do now what's holding you back from accomplishing what you don't think you can do now right nothing nothing but your own fear your own comfort in where you are don't be comfortable don't be fearful. Walk. Awesome. Got to move. You got to stay moving, guys. Thank you so much, Parrish. Um, how can they and how can your the audience um, get in touch with you regarding your business, regarding speaking engagements, ministry engagements, any of that? How can they reach I'm you? Very easy to find. I'm on Facebook, Parrish Goggins, P-E-R-R-I-S-H-G-O-G-G-I-N-S. But I can also be found on any social media under Pharaoh. Pharaoh, P-H-A-R-O-H, because I like to spell it different because I'm not a tyrant. I'm just a leader. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's Throne. You can find me on Pharaoh's Throne in any social media as well. Pharaoh123, Pharaoh1, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, awesome. Facebook. It's all the same. Parish Goggins, Pharaoh123, Pharaoh1. Yes. Or you can come to church. And he's everywhere. He's there. He's the you. You got to have a lot of energy to do everything that you're doing. I'm serious because I'm trying, and I'm like, Lord, I'm tired. So, thank you, Parish. We love you, you. and thank you so much for being on this podcast. You guys know how to reach him. You'll love him when you meet him, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.